0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 186 of the Startup Diary podcast. In case you missed it, a couple of weeks back, we announced that we have finally launched our own podcast for our main work, our day jobs called Trade Talk. That's all about helping trades professionals run a more professional and profitable business. Any shows that we do for Trade Talk that we think are valuable to you guys, listeners and subscribers to the Startup Diary, we were going to bring over to the show. So here is an episode where we talk about identifying profitable marketing channels Enjoy it. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of Trade Talk. Now you know our job here at Expert Trades is helping you run a professional and profitable business. And this podcast is to help you think about yourself as a business owner first, trades professional second i'm joined on the mics with my lovely co-host harrison good morning slash afternoon depending on when you're listening <laughs> and today we are talking about identifying profitable marketing channels if you haven't listened to marketing channels for trades which is two episodes back go listen to that one this one will make a lot more sense let's get into today's
1: show so adam today is all about identifying profitable marketing channels uh, and by the time we finish today's podcast uh, I want all the listeners to go away with a full and deep understanding uh, of how to measure uh, their marketing so they know what to basically double down on um, and what to stop. Uh, so, bef- so before we kind of dig into the minutiae of it all uh, <laughs> can you define uh, what do you mean by identifying profitable marketing channels?
0: Yeah, so what we covered off in the previous show where we spoke about different marketing channels, there's lots of different places for a trade professional to market their business, win new business, and grow the business. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about in today's show is understanding for every pound I spend on each of those channels, how much is that actually bringing back into the business? Now, the key word that I want to dig into before we speak about anything else is that word, profitable. We need to make sure that we don't get lost into the thinking that revenue is exactly the same as profit.
1: Okay, so so defi- can you define
0: the two? Yeah, so just so everyone's on the same page. Um, revenue, every pound that you bring into the business is revenue. It does not take into consideration any costs of the business. So profit comes down to all your revenue minus all your business costs And that is the profit that's left in the business. And what we're talking about is how to make sure you are using the right marketing channels that result in a profit for the business and we're not just thinking about revenue. There's a great saying out there, which I've always liked, revenue is vanity and profit is sanity. I think the key thing we need to really dive into is we're looking to make profit with business owners and there is a massive difference and I see too many trade professionals talk about the amount of revenue as if it's profit. Let's just make sure that we define the two really clearly. We're trying to make some money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So what I want to just do is a quick example. If a heating engineer puts a new boiler on the wall, charges the customer two and a half thousand pounds, that's two and a half thousand pounds worth of revenue. Yep. The installer pays 1,500 pounds for the boiler and materials. He ends up with a 1,000 pounds profit, right?
1: So I'm doing some very mental <laughs> maths because I didn't realize you were going to challenge me on that one. I would say I would say absolutely so. Two and a half grand uh, minus, what was it, 1,500? 1, 1,500 quid. So quick maths, 1,000
0: pounds thousand pounds sweet sadly harry that's wrong but it's the mistake that a lot of people make and it's what i really want to dig into before we carry on that word profitable is so important the thing is as a trade professional when you wake up in the morning there are so many costs to the business before you even go and get to your first job we're looking at insurances van insurance public liability insurance you're looking at the fuel you might have a lease on the van and then you've got your wages so You need to think about yourself and the business as two separate things when it comes to working out your profitability. Let's just say John the Landscaper withdraws £800 a week in wages as an example. And that's a cost to the business. So what's left in the bank after all those costs are paid out is the profit. I want to get to the point where all the members know month on month what their revenues are, what their gross profit is, and what their net profit is. We can cover all that off in a future episode, but the key thing is is if you don't understand how profitable you are, you won't be able to make good decisions in the business.
1: Okay, so you've mentioned kind of the fixed costs like fuel insurance and things like that, uh, but we've we've obviously not you've not mentioned what this episode is actually about, and that's profitable marketing channels like where do we where do we go? what do we need to start thinking about in regards to the spend on marketing channels?
0: I love the fact that you you own this podcast in terms of pulling us back on track harry good stuff um so the first I just sat here <laughs> puzzled as i'm like i'm hearing costs <laughs> but- I, yeah i wanted to dig into the revenue and profitable thing because i think it's so important to get right just in the mindset um so the rest of it really makes sense so as a trades professional there's loads of different places that we can advertise and we covered a lot of them off in a previous show when we spoke mm-hmm. about marketing channels but for the sake of this podcast let's put some examples down so yep. we can actually get some uh, get a feeling of how to sort of do this in your own business. So let's just say we're spending money in a bunch of different areas. Let's say we're spending £50 in a local magazine, £50 a month on Facebook ads, £80 a month on a checker trade subscription, £60 per month on rated people, buying leads, and then £100 per month on my SEO for my own website. And that's basically the first thing that anyone listening to the show needs to do. We need to know exactly where we're spending money mm-hmm. before we can really try and track which one of these channels is the most profitable for us.
1: Uh, and I'm guessing you're going to figure that out just
0: simply by asking the customer where they, where they heard about the trade. 100%. So every time, it's a really, really good point. So every time that phone rings, don't wait till the fact that you've done a quote or an invoice. Every single time that phone rings, what we want to try and work out is top of the funnel sales stuff is where are the leads coming from? Because that's, that's where it all starts. Lead, yep. quote, invoice sort of thing. Um, and if if you run in a good business, a lot of you guys are probably winning work by word of mouth and referrals. And it's super important that you take it one step further with those guys in terms of like, oh, I got recommended by a friend. Ask who? You've got to ask who was the person that recommended you. And, and why, is, why is that so important? Really, if, really if, good if question. That, this
1: recommendation surely is enough? Uh,
0: you'd think so. I think the key thing that I want to drive into is certain channels that you advertise through produce different types of customers. And what you want to really find out is which channel attracts the right customer for my business. When we cover a, mm-hmm. attracting the right customer in episode one yep. or two, I think it was. The right customer is one that, one, you pay pays a fair price, good value, yep. but also helps you win more work. So all of a sudden, if you start to understand that if Harry recommended John to me and Harry found me through Rated People or Checker Trade, all of a sudden I start to understand that the customers that I win through those services or through my own website actually lead to more referral work. And then as you build that up over time, you're going to be able to really see because you've got the data. Actually, I should put all my energy and effort towards this channel because not only does it win me good customers, they might be more expensive up Mm. front, but those customers tend to give me more referral work and that's where you want to get to. Uh,
1: So how would you you suggest they track
0: that then? Good, really good question. Again, you follow the good ones today, aren't you, Harry? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's Friday, mate. (laughs) I'm full of beans. I can see, mate. I think it's your fourth coffee so far. So... There's loads of different ways that everyone can track it. If you're looking at something like if you're using the Expert Trades app, at the moment, we recommend you add it into the notes section. So every time you add a new customer in, mm-hmm. you add it into notes. And depending on when you listen to the show, we've got our brand new app coming in May. Uh, and Very that we're excited for. Super excited for, yeah. Uh, and the feedback's been great for those guys that have been helping. But with that, you're going to be able to actually assign a contact to where they heard where they got your information from in the first place. So where that lead came in, you'll be able to assign that and you'll end up with some nice reports understanding where all your revenue is coming from. Cool. If you want to just keep it super simple, even if you're using Microsoft Word or something like that to do your quotes and invoices still, every time you do an invoice or you do a quote, when you print it off, just write down where that source came from if you're using your phone to save your contacts. The key thing is now is just to make sure that you start tracking this data. Mm -hmm. So put it somewhere. What you don't want to do is try and develop a really fancy system that's going to take you six months to sort of get into place, and then you're missing six months' worth of data. So whatever you do today, just start asking that question, where did you hear about us? And then just start putting it somewhere. We can organize it a little bit later on.
1: Okay, so now we have a list of where we're spending the money, uh, how much we're spending on the channel's... uh... And how many leads we're getting through each channel, what's the what's the next step?
0: Well, now we need to start actually working out how much a lead on that channel costs. And again, okay. this is a sales funnel. This is how much are leads, how much are quotes, how much work do I actually win in revenue? So let's just put some examples down from the numbers we've thrown about before. If we look at the local magazine. So in February 2018, I was advertising in a local magazine and I got five leads through. Mm -hmm. I spent £50 on the advert. So the leads cost me £10 each, 50 divided by the five. And let's just compare that to the advertising I did on Checker Trade that same month. I paid 80 quid for Checker Trade in the month and I got, again, five leads. So I paid £16 for the lead on Checker Trade and £10 for the lead in the local magazine. So my quick maths on that one can instantly
1: tell me, Adam, that the magazine. Is the uh, the cheaper option, if you're going to get five leads from both, you'd go for the one that costs less?
0: Yes, it is cheaper. So we'll go with that. Quick mass, correct. But at this point in time, you can't make a decision on where you spend your money yet. We don't have enough data. We don't have enough insight to which one of those channels is profitable. At the okay. moment, we only know how much a lead costs. What we then need to follow this through is then get an understanding of how many of those leads convert into a quote because not everyone that picks okay. up the phone and calls you is going to want to quote they might just be kicking tires wasting time we need to know how many of those people actually end up getting a quote from the business and that will us a good indication of how much a quote cost through each of those platforms
1: so then you're going to have uh, a list of quotes from the leads that vary from uh pff, trying to think of a simple job i don't know a, a, a plug socket replacement for like 50 quid or a uh, Full house rewire for hopefully not too expensive, like a grand or something. Look but at us can- <laughs>
0: dropping, like actual. I don't know, could how have house by the- <laughs> 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 Yeah, exactly that. So, you're gonna have a very quick understanding at this point in terms of I've spent 80 pounds on checker trade, but mm-hmm. it's generated me 5,000 pounds worth of quote value, and out of that local magazine, I spent 50 quid. And it might have been cheaper per lead, but I've only generated 500 pounds worth of quote value. And all of a sudden we can say my better quality, higher value customers are in that channel. Again, we're really trying to think sales channel leads, quotes, revenue.
1: Okay, so there's <laughs> there's a lot of kind of numbers and values being thrown out. Can you kind of break it down and give me an example of what that would look like?
0: So let's put an example down and let's say you're spending hundred pounds a month on the SEO for your own website and you generated five leads. So we've basically spent £20 a lead. Mm-hmm. You've generated four quotes. Uh, average job value, let's give it £500 value. And you win one of those jobs.
1: So you spend is £100 uh, to get 500 quid. Yep. So that's, a,
0: that's like what, five times your money? Five times your money, yep. It is in terms of revenue. But the key thing is now we need to really dig into how profitable that is for the business. Okay. So we're going to take it one step further. And this is where I want everyone listening to the podcast to take this to. So all of a sudden, we've got 500 pounds worth of revenue. Sounds great. Spent 100 quid. Mm-hmm. And whether it's on your website, whether it's on a check or trade subscription, buying leads off to people in builder, whatever it is, I've spent 100 quid. Mm-hmm. Great. I've generated a job that's brought in 500 pounds worth of revenue into the business. So now we have to think about the costs. So let's just say this job is labor-only, no materials, okay? And it takes Mm -hmm. me two days to complete it. So let's keep things simple and say 500-pound job value minus the cost of that advertising. So We've got to think about that. We spent 100-pound on the advertising, so now we're at 400 quid. From there, let's just put a number on it and say the business running costs that your insurance is and your fuel. Let's call that 60 pounds for those two days, 30 pounds a day. And if you want to work that out, just work out all your costs throughout the year and divide it by how many working days there are in a year. I think there's about 220. So all of a sudden, we're looking at 500 quid minus 100 pounds advertising, minus 60 pounds running costs for the business, minus your wages. We're talking about profit for the business here. Let's just say you earn 280 quid across those two days, 140 pound day rate on your labor. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying, okay, so we've made... Five hundred pounds worth of revenue. After all those costs, the business again—think of the business separate to you—the business ends up with sixty pounds worth of profit after all costs are taken out of it.
1: So they're building what looks like a, a sales funnel or a marketing funnel. Um, so they need to then track the costs down each each stage. That yep. seems like a lot of work. <laughs> and because I, 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 I'm I'm getting blown away by all the steps. <laughs> I'll be
0: really honest. It it sounds really complicated. And I think if, if we could have everyone in a room, probably a good position now to plug yeah. Expert Trades live because we're doing this in live environments now with you guys. If we had everyone in a room, we could visualize it on a whiteboard. It's super simple. It's just a, imagine a funnel top to bottom. How much do I put in the top? How much is each stage? Mm. I'm going to repeat it again. How much you pay for a lead? How much you pay for a quote? How much are those quotes worth in terms of revenue? Then you can work out your profit. Those four steps it's going to take a bit of time, but I promise you everyone that listens to this and does this all the way through, you're going to start to really understand exactly what's working and what's not in the business. And that is really empowering. All of a sudden, you know that these channels are not working. These channels are. And you can all of a sudden take your marketing budget and put it into the place that makes you money. And that's what we want for you. We want to make you more money so you can grow the business.
1: Okay. So let's say we've been doing all this work. We've been doing it for, for 12 months or more now. So we've got a ton of data uh, and we know we know from all of it what the most profitable channels are Um, is there anything else other than than the profitable channels that we can kind of take away from this
0: yeah I think one thing that you know about the way that we run our business here Harry is once you've got data you can make smart decisions so it's not just about which channels are most profitable you can start to see if there's problems in different channels. You're gonna basically get an understanding of what your conversion rates as an example should look like. So you're gonna know if I quote 100 times on average, how many times should I win that business? And let's just say you're buying leads on rated people as an example, and you look at your conversion rates on each channel. So you can say, actually, um, the, the way that I convert business through my website or through email is really high, rated people is extremely low and then you can dig into that to try and really understand why and it might be the fact that you are terrible at getting back to people when they ask a question through the rated people platform so all of a sudden you can say actually that's probably impacting my conversion rate so i can go in and fix that and make that channel more profitable or let's just say another lead generation site so like my builder you might say well the leads are cheaper on my builder mm-hmm. i get i get a lower cost per lead but then you might actually go in and say but the average value of my customers on my builder is low and i get no repeat and referral work from them So then you're in a position which is where you want to be as a business owner to make really smart decisions with your marketing. So you can say, actually, I'm going to take the marketing from there and put it into another channel and be confident that you're making the right decision because you've got the data to prove it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a lot to take on board, but I I, I totally understand why collecting all this data is so useful. Um, we, We take the same approach, expert trades. And I think the one thing that we've probably not really covered at the moment is kind of the fact that, this allows you to really test different channels uh, and see if they're good and bad for the business, basically.
0: Like, so happy that you mentioned that because I didn't really think of this as one of the benefits that, that comes with testing and knowing your numbers. All of a sudden, if you if you know how much your average lead cost or your average conversion rate is, you can then take money out of your marketing budget. And I, I definitely believe everyone listening should think about themselves as that business owner that has budgets so or you need a marketing budget. But you can then take some of that budget and test it in a brand new platform. You might launch a podcast for the business. You might go, well, it takes me a day to launch a podcast. So then you put your wages down. Is that time? How many leads does that generate? You can start to test lots of crazy ideas because you've got a benchmark for the business of how much these things should cost. Test it. If it wins, double down. If it fails, kill it and move on. I think that's one of the, the best things you'll get from actually owning all this data and, and really digging into it. So
1: there's definitely a lot to take on board there. Um, I know my brain's a bit fried right now, but uh, and at the risk of quite literally doubling the length of this show, is there, dare I ask, anything else uh, you want to just say before we wrap up? To be honest, mate, there's
0: there's loads of things I want to say, but no. I, I, <laughs> I think I think I, I a lot of this is difficult to communicate through a podcast, but I want to keep it really high level. But one of the things I do want to dig into. Um, what we spoke about is very black and white. It's very, I get a, I pay for a lead, I get a job, I invoice, and that's done and dusted. But what you need to think about in, in your business is do you have repeat work? So let's just say you're a heating engineer, you've got your service work that you do. What you need to think about is a term called the lifetime value of your customer. That's,
1: that sounds like a show worthy
0: it it, def- discussion. it definitely is. Um, but I'm going to dig in a little bit on this one. I've got to because I want to just cover it off is the lifetime value of your customer is how much they pay you while they're a customer of yours, not just that one job for the repeat work. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you do a service and you do it on average for 10 years before you replace the boiler. Let's just keep it simple like mm-hmm. that. You're, you're normally going to be prepared to pay more for those leads And this is where if you start looking at the profitability and how much you pay for a boiler service lead, don't just think about it as a one-off. Because if you're paying £30 for a boiler service lead and you're only charging £60, you'd be like, it's not even worth me getting out of bed because I'm only making £30 profit. That's without the cost of the Mm -hmm. business. But really keep in the back of your mind that you paid £30 and if you've got them for 10 years, in theory, you're going to generate £600 worth of revenue. So you've actually paid 30 pounds for 600 pounds worth of revenue and that's why you see companies like HomeServe and british gas that are prepared to spend so much money up front to acquire that customer the first time because these guys know their numbers they know how much they're worth to them in the long run so just keep that in the back of your head i think as long as you know how much you're making in terms of profit for the lifetime of your customer you'll be able to make some really really smart decisions for the business
1: and on that note If you guys have any questions, you can email in. Uh, We've now got a dedicated email address. It is tradetalk at experttrades.com. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, hit that button so you don't miss an episode. uh, And we will continue the conversation over in the private Facebook group. Just search expert trades and we will see you next time.